Oh, oh, oh. 
After 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
I'm Yassi Green with a selection entitled Al Tadun that goes back to his uh, eighth note CD here at JM in the AM. Uh, you heard Been a Long Time off the Brooklyn CD done by Eighth Day. There's a rumor that they're going to be heading east at some point in the next couple of months. Eighth Day. I don't know if that's such a big rumor. They're playing a lot of gigs these days. I don't know if it's uh, such a big deal when you hear that they're coming east <laughs> for a couple of performances. Ellie Schwabel, who I saw last evening at the beautiful wedding in uh, Brooklyn, New York, with We Are One off of the Hearts Mind CD. Barry Weber, Ben Melech, that's the title track. Baruch Hagever, the classic from Schlock Rock. Baruch Hu, done by the Kol Noir Boys Choir. And Regesh, of course, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's a Tuesday on this 28th of October, the fourth day in the month of Mar Cheshvan, the year 5775. Hope the brand new year is treating you well. 50 degrees outside with 71% humidity. Winds are calm, partly cloudy today. High temperature of 73. Then tonight, mostly cloudy, a low of 60. Tomorrow afternoon showers and a high temperature 68 degrees. Good day today, all the way up to 73. Uh, Yerushalayim is at 81. Tel Aviv, Haifa at 79. A lot at 86. We're at 50 here on a Tuesday at JM in the AM. Was there last night at the Schwabel Blobstein wedding. Want to wish a Mazel Tov. Uh, saw a tremendous number of old friends last night. I mean, just, I, I would start naming names, especially those from the uh, Jewish music industry, but I'll leave someone out. And just saw, saw some of the legends last night gathered together enjoying the uh, amazing Simcha. It was just beautiful. Really nice. And a Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. We'll check out the Ohel dinner update later on. We'll have the the opportunity to meet a relative of a legend, not necessarily in Jewish music, but a legend in Jewish community. And I'm sure anybody who knew this legend would agree with me, and that'll be coming up in the 7 o'clock hour later on, and plenty more, of course, between now and 9 o'clock, all day long on our stream at jmandtheam.org, where more and more listeners continue to join us on a daily basis, and it's much appreciated. Those of you tuned in on the NSN app, don't forget, you could actually comment on the app as the show goes on, which is pretty amazing. 
In fact, I have the uh, back end of the comments right in front of me. I want to thank Mark Zonick, who tossed in a nice comment at the very beginning of JM and AM this morning. And it's obvious that a lot of people enjoyed and really enjoyed the uh, Israel show with Mayor Weingarten yesterday. A lot of great comments came through during that hour. A pleasure to read them, and I thank everybody who praises our programming. It is much appreciated. 24 minutes before 7 o'clock, JM in the AM. Thanks for tuning in from around the world at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, around the world on the web at jmintheam.org.
Graham off the Yes Legacy, Avraham Rosenblum, with When the Messiah Comes. America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Yosef Chaim had Hu Yivarech, he heard Shlomo Simcha with Hu Elokeinu. Yehuda Green's Hodu Hashem, Hine Kel from Shalsheles here at JM in the AM. Galait Sal in the background, news from Israel coming up. Reminder, tomorrow we're at the Achiezer headquarters in the five towns on Central Avenue as we commemorate the second anniversary of Superstorm Sandy. We're in the five towns tomorrow. Yeshiva League sports update about 20 minutes from now right here at JM in the AM. Galait Sal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast is next. That's 1 p.m. newscast. 30 שנות מאסר בפועל נגזרו על גואל רצון בגין ביצוע עשרות עבירות מין בן שותיו. שתיים מהאנשים, מעיין סמידי ויהודית הרמן, שוחחו עם יעל דן. אין לי נחמה מאה שנה. נעשה פה חצי צדק. אם את שואלת אותי במה זה מנחם אותי, שגואל רצון לא יחזור לשירותיה של החברה ולא יעולל באמצעות הילדים, הם לא יהיו השושלת הבאה שהתרוממה לה עוד קאט. אני מאוד מאוד שמחה. זה סוג של חג בשבילי. לדעת שהוא יהיה 30 שנה בכלא, שזה באמת הסוף ימיו, אני מניחה, זה משהו שהוא קצת מנחם אותנו היום. כתבנו רום ליאור מוסר שבגזר הדין נכתב כי לו היו פוסקים בנפרד לכל אישום ואישום, העונש היה עומד על מספר תלת ספרתי. בנו יגאל הגיב גם הוא לגזר הדין. זה לא נתפס בנוסף השופטים גזרו על רצון גם ארבע שנות מאסר על תנאי ותשלום פיצויים בגובה ארבע מאות ושבעים אלף שקלים למתלוננת. עורכת דינו שלום ציון גבאי מנדלמן מהסנגוריה הציבורית שוחחה בבית המשפט עם כתבתנו תמר פלד. לא הייתה כרגע איזושהי תגובה מצד גואל רצון אבל ברור שזו בשורה קשה מאוד עבורה. מדובר בגזר דין קשה וחמור. כל מה שאני יכולה לומר כרגע זה שאנחנו נלמד את גזר הדין ונשקול את צעדינו בהמשך. ראש הממשלה נתניהו עונה לביקורת שמתחו בארצות הברית על אישור תוכניות הבנייה בירושלים. כתבנו אלדר גילרן שמע אותו. כמו הבנייה שלנו בשכונות היהודיות בירושלים מרחיקה את השלום, אלא הביקורת הזאת שמושמעת היא שמרחיקה את השלום. ועל כן האמירות הללו שהן מנותקות מהמציאות, מרחיקות את הפלסטינים מהמציאות, הן מטפחות תקוות שווא. ולמרות המתיחות בין שתי המדינות, שר הביטחון יעלון ושר ההגנה האמריקני הייגל סיכמו שישראל תרכוש טייסת שנייה של מטוסי F-35 חמקניים. כתבנו טל אברהם מוסר שאספקת הטייסת הראשונה תחל ב-2016 ומטוסי הטייסת השנייה יגיעו בשנת 2019. נשיא המדינה ריבלין נועד בשעה האחרונה עם נשיא פולין קומורובסקי בארמון הנשיאות בוורשה. האידיאלים המשותפים לנו נמצאים תחת איום. איום מתמיד של חיצונים, שוחחנו על הצורך לחנך את הדורות הבאים אודות הסכנה שבשנאה ובקיצונות. שליחתנו לפולין שרון פולבר מוסרת שריבלין ממשיך כעת לטקס הנחת זר בקבר החייל האלמוני בוורשה. שר התחבורה ישראל כץ מותח ביקורת על עובדי נמל חיפה שפתחו הבוקר בשביתה. הנה קטע מדבריו בהנחת אבן הפינה לנמל, לנמל החדש באשדוד. עומדים קומץ בעלי עניין שרוצים לשמר את המונופול, את היד שמחזיקה את השלטר, 
את היכולת לשתק, למנוע תחרות, וכמו שראינו, גם לנצל לרעה. והתחזית הלילה ייתכן גשם מקומיקה לאורך מישור החוף. ולסיום, הישראלים מקדישים לגלישה באינטרנט זמן כפול מאשר לשיחות עם אנשים או לצפייה בטלוויזיה. כך נגלה סקר חדש. כתבנו עומר קדרון. על פי הסקר של חברת גוגל ישראל, הגולש הישראלי הממוצע משתמש ברשת במשך כארבע וחצי שעות ביום, כפול מהזמן שמוקדש לצפייה בטלוויזיה, ופי ארבעה מהזמן המוקדש לקריאה. עוד בדק הסקר את החשיבות שאנשים מקנים לאינטרנט, ונמצא למשל כי 67% מהגולשים היו מעדיפים לא לדבר במשך שבוע, מאשר לוותר על חיבור לאינטרנט לפרק זמן דומה. אלה החדשות שעורך הדר שיפר.
J.M. in the A.M. Tuesday morning with um, a CD entitled Tovot. Uh, song is Halev, done by Yaniv ben Mashiach. Barry Weber before that with Heliga Bashefer, a big song. It's uh, found its place into the top nine at nine a few times. If you haven't yet voted this week for the top nine at nine, which will be counted down tonight by Yassi Zweig, uh, make sure to go to uh, the NahumSiegel.com website. You'll see the uh, link for the nine at nine at the very top of the page, of the home page, and you can vote and uh, participate in tonight's uh, nine at nine. Have your voice heard in this election, in this countdown. It's election season. Election day is a week from today. We'll be hearing from some of the candidates, that's for sure. Tomorrow we're broadcasting from Achiezer. We're going to commemorate the second anniversary of Superstorm Sandy and talk about some of the amazing work that Achiezer did to uh, help so many people. Uh, we'll be out in the five towns on Central Avenue, Achiezer headquarters tomorrow morning between... 6 and 9 a.m., make sure to join us. Coming up in about five minutes, our Yeshiva League Sports Update, the inaugural edition for this season. Want to say hi to David, Ben Sion, and Hillel, who are heading now to the bris of Rabbi Friedman's newborn. Rabbi Friedman from JEC and his family are celebrating the bris this morning of their brand new baby boy. So we say Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM and the AM, and of course to David Ben-Sion and Hillel. Have a great morning. And uh, send uh, best regards to all of our favorite listeners in the state of New Jersey. Partly cloudy with a high temperature of 73. It's a Tuesday morning broadcast at JM and the AM. Coming up, we will discuss some of the happenings in advance of the uh, Ohel dinner, which is happening at the uh, toward the end of November. And we're going to get to meet the. We're going to we're going to meet somebody who's related to a legend, and I think everybody, at least in the Jewish community, would agree to this person as a legend. We'll explain the whole thing coming up. Keep it right here at JM in the AM.
in the AM. Maishi Menlowitz uh, with Ure Vanim off of the Sheer Double CD here at JM in the AM. Well, the uh, New York Times is, uh, seems to be angry at Prime Minister Netanyahu again. Prime Minister Netanyahu, according to the Times, announced Monday that Israel would fast-track planning for 1,060 new apartments in populous Jewish neighborhoods of East Jerusalem, a move that appears calibrated to appeal to the maximum number of Israelis while causing the minimum damage to Israel internationally, according to Israeli analysts. But as is often the case, Netanyahu's decision prompted swift international condemnation at a time when Israel's relations with Washington are already strained and risked further igniting Palestinian anger and tensions in Jerusalem. It was also unlikely to satisfy the right-wing political rivals it was intended to appease, the analysts said. Right-wing ministers have been pressuring Netanyahu to speed construction in what most of the world considers illegal settlements in the West Bank. Naftali Bennett of the pro-settlement Jewish Home Party had threatened to destabilize the government coalition, accusing Mr. Netanyahu of carrying out a quiet building freeze despite many announcements about the advancement of plans. Unlike more far-flung settlements in the West Bank, building in East Jerusalem neighborhoods beyond the 1967 lines enjoys wide support among Israeli politicians and the public, given the broad consensus in the country that these are areas Israel is likely to keep under any permanent deal with the Palestinians. Today's New York Times, and frankly, it could probably be from any edition of the New York Times in the past 40 years, uh, but it happens to be in today's Tuesday morning, JM and the AM, Yeshiva League Sports Update in a moment. want to thank Elliot Weiselberg, who uh, takes care of the court reports Sunday night and encores it on Tuesday night on our stream at 7 p.m., jmandtheam.org, and that will happen tonight again. want to thank him for the Yeshiva League Sports Update which has its inaugural broadcast of the 5775 season right now. You can catch it Tuesdays at some point 
uh, in the uh, first half hour after 7 o'clock. It's usually around now, about 7.20 on the Tuesday mornings right here at JM in the AMSO with our inaugural 5775 Yeshiva League sports update. Here's Elliot Weiselberg. Thank you, Nachum, and good morning. It's great to be back on the air, straight ahead on the season premiere of the Tuesday morning jam in the AM Sports Update. The 2014-2015 Yeshiva sports season kicks off with a huge Kushner hockey double-up and a massive varsity basketball performance from, of all things, a sophomore. Good morning, I'm Elliot Weiselberg, and I'll be your guide through the Yeshiva Leagues for the next few months. Kushner Hockey went through a major restructuring this summer with the Kushner Cobras downsizing their JV team in an effort to condense their talents into one unit. The result in the first week of play, two wins, 16 goals, and contributions from many different age groups. Kushner's 4-2 victory over Ramaz this past Thursday night was a great example. Sophomore Ellie Slonim opened the game with a power play goal to put the Cobras up midway through the first. Only a few minutes later, older brother senior Elon Slonim extended the Kushner lead to two to carry through the first period. In the second, Ramaz cut the lead in half on a goal by Bradley Brecher. Kushner would carry the lead into the third until about six minutes left when Cameron Volinsky lit the lamp for the Rams to tie the game up at two. Four minutes left in the game, it would be Kushner Jr. Alec Rabinowitz snapping the tie on a full-court laser beating Ramaz goalie Ben Emmerich, who had kept his team alive all night. With the game in hand, senior Elon Slonim added an empty netter for his fifth of the season after netting a hat-trick in the season opener victory over Heschel. Other scores in hockey this week. DRS sweeps North Shore in JV and varsity action, blanking the Stars 7-0 and 4-1 respectively. Moving over to basketball, the varsity season kicked off Thursday night with a bang and from a very unexpected place. The first game of the season featuring Derek Hattora and Rambam, two teams not expected to compete for the championship, but that did not stop YDH's Alex Mutovic from making a name for himself early on. Mutovic, a sophomore, two years removed from starring for YDH's junior high team, transferring back after a year at MTA, dropped 42 points in his first game for the Bulldogs. Mutovic himself accounted for almost 75% of YDH's points in what actually was a close battle with Derek Hattora defeating the Ravens 61-53. to Want to find out more about these games and other action from the past week? Tune in to tonight's Encore presentation of The Court Report at 7 p.m. on the stream, NachumSiegel.com. This week we talk to Flatbush JV and Varsity head coach Avi Bornstein and preview the upcoming basketball season. I asked Coach Bornstein who he felt was the favorite to take home the top prize in varsity this season, and here's what he had to say. I think Frisch is the favorite in the league and the number one seed in the league. In the West, of course, but in general, the number one seed in the league. Tune in tonight to hear the interview in its entirety, and tune in every Sunday night at 7 p.m. on the stream, NachumSiegel.com, to catch yourself up on all the action around the Yeshiva League. This was only week one, but if this is any indicator, I cannot wait to see what happens next. This has been the first JM in the AM sports update for the 2014-2015 season. I'm Elliot Weiselberg. Who 
JM and the AM, Yaakov Shweki, of course, Tuesday morning, 7.30 in the morning, Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Echonish Masarov Zebin, Rabbi Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We read Shabbos Hil Hashem. It is Shabbos to Hashem. Bechol Moshvoseichem. In all the places where you live. The Mephoshim asks a question, what does it mean, Bechomosh Vosechem, in all the places where they live? It's explained that every possible place where Yidin are, they have to be Mishtadel, to make an effort to bring the Kedusha, the holiness of Shabbos, to that particular place. They shouldn't be satisfied with only a part of the community who are Shomer Shabbos. It means that we have to reach out to all places and all communities. The great Goin Rebbe Chonon Wasserman commented on the Chazal, that whoever guards the Shabbos according to its halacha, why doesn't it merely say, anybody who guards the Shabbos? The reason is, is because it's a certain Lashon, which means to cause other people to be Shomer Shabbos, to guard and to observe the Shabbos. Rabbi Elchanan used to go every single Erev Shabbos, right before candlelighting, through the main streets in Baranovich. He did this in order to be Mazaris the Jewish merchants, to close their stores in time for Shabbos. He explained that in Simon Reish Nun Beis, Chapter 252 in the Mishnah Burura, it is written, And into those very large communities, that it is impossible to call it out, it would be very fitting and proper, that there will be people that will circulate, and they will go throughout the city, throughout all of the streets, to talk about, Shmira Shabbos, and to remind the stores to close in time for the honor of Shabbos. When he would finish his work, the yeshiva had already begun davening the Friday night service of Kabbalah Shabbos. A minion of specially assigned young men would wait to pray together with Rebbe Chanon. We read in the Talmud, in Masechah Shabbos, Ilmole Mishamrim Yisrael, if the Jewish people would only observe Shtei Shabbosos, Shabbos twice, Kilchoson, according to the law, Miyad Nigolin, they would be redeemed immediately. The truth is, it would be so, even if it was only one Shabbos, as long as the Ruach of Shabbos, the spirit of Shabbos, permeates throughout the week. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, Bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
in the AM. It's Eitan Katz from his Unplugged Volume 2 with O.G. Shama. Before that, Avram Avram Freed with the Lebedik selection off of the CD entitled Amachaya. Tuesday morning with 50 degrees, partly cloudy weather, and a high temperature of 73. Yes, yes, yes. A little bit of Indian summer out there. Mostly cloudy tonight with a low of 60 tomorrow. Some rain with a high temperature of 68 degrees. Want to wish a mazel tov to the Schwebel and Blobstein families. Last night we were there for the uh, wedding of uh, Sarah Schwebel and Yankee Blobstein. It was quite an amazing celebration. Some of the um, incredible legends of Jewish music were there, gathered together, celebrating with uh, both families. and It was uh, just wonderful to be there and be part of that big celebration. Tuesday morning at JM in the AM, we've uh, been telling you that OHEL has announced their annual gala. It's happening Sunday night, November the 23rd, at the New York Marriott Marquis on Broadway in New York City. Many distinguished honorees, and we have a couple of distinguished guests in our studio this morning at JM and the AM. Mike Hellman is, of course, co-president of OHEL, has joined us on many occasions to discuss the incredible work of this organization. Mike Hellman, a good yard to you, and welcome back to JM and the AM. Thank you, Nochem. It's always a pleasure to be here. I appreciate that very much. And one of the components, there are a lot of things happening on November the 23rd at the OHEL dinner. Many distinguished honorees as usual, and a great testimonial speaker. But today, or at least for the first part of our conversation, I want to concentrate on a major announcement that's been made by OHEL. And with that, we have the privilege of welcoming a very special guest. OHEL has announced that their 45th annual gala happening on November the 23rd, a legend herself, Mrs. Miriam Lubling of Blessed Memory. Her tribute, her memorial tribute will take place that night. Mrs. Lubling, as the announcement says, uh, always said, I take care. And if I remember from my own personal experience, what that meant was that Mrs. Lubling essentially will take any situation you have with a hospital or medical problem, and she will make sure to jump into action and take care of it. OHEL is pleased to announce the creation of OHEL Miriam, the Mrs. Lubling Center for Trauma, Bereavement, and Crisis Response. It'll be headed by their world-renowned expert, Dr. Norman Blumenthal. You have an opportunity to pay tribute to Mrs. Lubling's legacy of chesed by contributing to this brand-new center of comfort, uh, reservations, journal ads, whatever you need to know regarding the dinner. It's ohelgala.org, ohelgala.org. And today, we get to meet the son of this amazing legend. Hanoch Lubling is in our studio this morning at JM in the AM. Good morning to you. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure to have you here. What is? <laughs> I was about to ask you, what is it like <laughs> to be the son of a legend? First of all, do you agree that, in fact, your mother was a legendary figure? Yes, she was. Uh, she was a great mother, grandmother, as well as a legendary figure. And how did she get into the industry of chesed? How did she first sneak into the area of life in New York City where she became so well-known in hospitals and medical facilities all around town? Uh, there was a time uh, my father was... Uh, I had a brain injury in Israel uh, as a result of an accident, and the Chazonish and all the Rabbanim told us to go to the U.S., where this was in 1953, Israel was just born, and uh, we came here uh, to America uh, for my father's medical care, and uh, my mother realized that without without some, uh, what we call pull, or without uh, somebody advocating on your behalf, you can get lost. Right, you can get lost in you can get lost in hospital uh, uh, atmospheres, and therefore she undertook 
to help uh, people who need help in medical institutions and with doctors and etc. But I want to tell you that growing up, um, um, we were very close to the precursor of OHEL because as a teenager, uh, my mother always said that the ultimate people sick in need are people with disabilities, right. mental disabilities, physical disabilities. And so she would arrange uh, for parties before Yontif at the Willowbrook where they had a lot of people with physical disabilities. Well-known we facility, right? Right. And uh, we went to Kings County, uh, people with mental disabilities. We went to um, uh, Rockland County Psychiatric, and she would get Rabbi Joshua Silbermans to come, <laughs> and she would get uh, um, a few people with uh, music instruments and a singer, and we would uh, spend uh, before Yontif many Fridays these institutions. One of the things that made her legendary, and obviously yet yet another gift from God, was her longevity in this area. I mean, if she started in 1953, she she just left us recently, and she was going at it basically till the end, right? Correct. Uh, even at the end, when she no longer felt uh, capable of pushing doctors, she would go to the big colon room she founded at NYU and make sure that it was stocked and there was food. <laughs> and if there wasn't food, God helped the supply. <laughs> oh, boy. And if a doctor didn't want to help somebody immediately, right. God helped them as well, right? right. Um, and, and, and we have a lot of listeners and a lot of people around the world, and a lot of younger people, believe it or not, they may not have heard of Mrs. Lubling. How do we sum it up? Basically, the greatest uh, patient advocate in the history of our community? Could that be one of the ways to say it? That's one way to say it. But she really felt for every uh, every individual. I think that's um, that was basically what drove her. And, um, uh, you know, they, they tell amazing stories about the, the doctors repeat. Um, but I hear it from thousands of people, literally. Uh, you carried the name Lubling, the first question. Yeah, is, I can imagine. You know, oh, gosh. <laughs> and, and people tell me, you know, simple stories. You know, sitting in an emergency room Friday afternoon, I can't get, I can't get discharged. All of a sudden, this lady comes <laughs> running through, says, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? And arranges for whoever needs a bed to get a bed, whoever needs to get out. And waiting in an emergency room is a common right. occurrence. It's not, nothing. A big but, problem in New York. Right. And, and he says out of nowhere, this lady who I don't know just comes by and, and makes things happen. Why were doctors, and I don't know if this is a fair word or not, but I saw this personally, why are, were doctors so intimidated by her? I think because they knew that uh, she won't say no, uh, that they, she won't take a no. She uh, meant business. You know. <laughs> I, I, I mean, when I, my mother's, um, when she was ill at the end, I used to take her to hospitals and I would walk down the hall with her. Sometimes she was in a wheelchair. She, she had this practice of when she sees a doctor or an administrator come by, she'd jump out of the wheelchair. They shouldn't think she's weak. She always told me, you know, they shouldn't anticipate, you know, they shouldn't lose their uh, fear. And so, uh, doctors would stop me and tell me stories. And, and, uh, she was really, they loved her because she knew what she did was because she cared. Unbelievable. Like the ball player who doesn't want to be carried off the field. Right? <laughs> and frankly, and I'm sure you heard this many times, uh, I, I had many a phone conversation with her. And it was difficult to understand her. I mean, her, her accent was from... Right. Was Poland. From, was a Polish accent. And it was difficult. And I would think that it, it made it even more difficult for the uh, American doctors to either relate to her to even understand sometimes what the request was. And that's true. You know, I was once by the Skvera Rebbe, 
should be well. He knew who she was. And he knew who she was because he told me that he gets regards from her every day. People come to square for brachas and they say Mrs. Lubin. And he told me that he once personally needed her help for a doctor for a son. So he told me that he asked the same question. Right. He says that, uh, you know, we see by uh, Megillah Sester that the Vati Esther Noisachain, they wish to gave her a certain ability to be Noisachain. And and she obviously has this power that God gave her to be Neusachim by doctors. Amazing. Hanoch Lubling, one of our great visitors this morning. We'll talk more about the dinner in just a moment. Um, anybody today, essentially, and maybe you could help me elaborate on this, anybody today, and in any city, certainly in the United States, and even I would say maybe the entire world, who sets up Bikr Cholam rooms, who stocks those rooms before Shabbos, who delivers food for Shabbos and even during the week to hospital patients, who brings newspapers and whatever else a patient may need on a regular basis. It, this is all in some way related to her. Correct. And I have to tell you, there are a, a really, really a great number of organizations. Uh, you see people bringing food every day for patients. Yeah, very organized efforts now, right? Yeah, but, but I think my mother did this before it was, oh, yeah. uh, before it was so common. And and I think she was a pioneer in this field. And before there were teams of people doing it and right. a really organized effort. Right. And I can imagine how much... I, I mean, again, if she started in 53, uh, you know, just with this whole practice, so obviously you remember a great deal of this even as a kid. Uh, right. it, it must have been constant running to every medical institution in the city, practically. Right. I and, mean, there are Jewish and, people everywhere who right. need help. And and she developed she developed a relationship in NYU where they ultimately elect her, elected her as a trustee, and uh, they all respected her. But uh, she would go anywhere. I mean, right. people would tell me stories that um, they walked with her on Shabbos from Kings County, where you know she brought a doctor to see a patient, a kid that had an accident, and it was Shabbos, and they walked home with her. So she, you know, she schlepped her doctors all over. It's unbelievable. I'll tell you. And the, 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 the fear, I mean, I actually had an experience once where a doctor said to me, we'll take care of it. I beg of you, don't tell Mrs. Lublik. I mean, could you imagine an answer like that? Just don't tell Mrs. Lublik that you know, it's taking me an extra five minutes to get to it. But I guess you've heard that a million times yeah, also. I, right? I have. <laughs> and, and um, you know, I, I recently met a doctor who told me a story who I'd never heard. You know, a lot of stories are really, there's some books that have stories in right. fact, uh, some doctors wrote books where they uh, where they include where her they stories. Include her stories. <laughs> they include stories about her. I recently met a doctor. He's a, um, a pediatric gastro expert, right. and uh, very hard to get to. Just almost impossible. He's uh, chief of the department, and um, uh, somebody was here from out of town with a kid who couldn't hold down food, a baby who kept vomiting, right. and they wanted to see this doctor. And uh, so my mother called, and um, and the nurse spoke to the doctor. He came back. He said, look, he can't see her today because he has a commitment tonight. He's booked all day. He has a commitment tonight. Uh-huh. My mother said, just one patient. And the <laughs> nurse came back and said, Mr. Luling, the doctor loves you, but you just can't do it. So the doctor tells me that he came out of his office at 7 o'clock with his coat and briefcase, and there's my mother <gasps> with this patient with the child. And she says, I know you have a commitment. You go home, but come back early. We'll be here. He made he made the appointment for right, her. Right. No, no, and she she actually offered to sit all night and sleep in the office. Meaning she would wait till she he gets back. She would wait till he gets back. And so he turns to me, and says, "So I have to cancel my commitment." Well, when the person says they're going to wait till you get yeah. back, you, you take care of that patient immediately. Crazy question. Aside from the basic knowledge that any Jewish mother would have, did she know anything about medicine? 
Did she become an expert in any area of medicine? No, but she knew which doctor. She knew every doctor's expertise. So when she would hear a problem, she would ask you what the problem is. She would know which doctor to send you. And if she didn't know, she'd actually call a doctor to ask, you know, can you give me a name? Who's the right physician to send this person? She didn't, uh, she didn't, um, hesitate to get a consultation right. Uh, right. <laughs> in case she didn't know something. And what about middle of the night stories? Do you remember a lot of activity in the middle of the night or those um, are exaggerated? I, I, I don't remember because I've been out of the house right, for so point. long, but, but my, let me correct. There was no middle of the night. <laughs> For her, it was always daytime. Well, it was always daytime. There was no middle of the night. Uh, but my, my two sons lived with her after my father passed away. My oldest son lived, and then my younger son, and they both said that uh, she would be woken at all hours. Right, and, I can imagine. Especially from Israel, people would call it was night here, it was day there. Right. And, and for those listening who grow up, in high-profile homes where, where parents are really involved in a tremendous number of community activities. Is it possible to be a great mother and grandmother under those circumstances? Well, absolutely. My mother was a perfect example, and she never missed an upsharing. She never missed. She used to have a birthday party in her house. She would cook. She was a great cook, and she loved to cook. Mrs. Lovely was a great oh, yeah. cook. She'd stay up nights. She, she, her schedule was she'd be busy <laughs> in the day. In the morning, she had a, a nursery kindergarten. Then she'd go to the hospital. Then in the evening, she would go to weddings because when people were sick in the hospital, they would say, how can I repay? She said, invite me to your son. All right. And she told me that was her release because all day she saw pain and suffering. I remember seeing her at a million weddings. Yeah. So, so, and then when she'd come home from the wedding, she'd cook. And I used to ask her, mom, mommy, you have, really have to sleep. And she said, after 120, I'll have plenty of time to sleep. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, uh, when I, when I started this conversation, I said that Mrs. Lubling's quote that Ohel, uh, is, uh, is now publicizing to the world was, I take care. Was I accurate that what, what she meant by that was, don't worry about anything, I'm on the case. Absolutely. That That's was what it. She meant. And, and she would, uh, I have to tell you, at her Levaya in Yerushalayim, I have I was, happened to have been in Eretz Yisrael at the time of her patira because I was there for a grandchild's wedding and at the, uh, Levaya, um, it was on a Friday afternoon, and it was uh, a marathon in Jerusalem, so you can imagine. Right. Uh, we didn't get started till 2 o'clock, and we had to finish before Shabbos and get back to Shaver Brothers. And so they said, no, has paid them. So I begged to say a few words, and my son was there. He said a few words. But then uh, one person insisted had to speak. that he had to speak <laughs> because he never got a chance to thank her. He was stuck in Boston with a kid, and um, the, the hospital wanted money. And um, he couldn't raise the funds. Someone said, call Mrs. Lubling. And that's exactly what she told him. Unbelievable. I take care. I take care. And how many people did she, in fact, we didn't even concentrate on how many people she had to raise money for to get a lot right. of these things done, aside from the connections right. and the begging doctors and sitting all night in doctors' offices, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Hanoch Lubling is here. Maish Helman, of course, co-president of OHEL, the big annual gala is going to feature a big tribute to Mrs. Lubling. She is. She left us how long ago? Um, in March. Just this past other, right? Just this past March. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and why is it so appropriate that Ohel and Mrs. Lubling now will be linked forever? So I, what I want, what I was starting to mm-hmm. tell you before was before uh, part of her bikkachaylam was for uh, her care for disabled uh, people, and she cried all the years that there isn't an Ohel that people word Willowbrook.
right. and people were in Kings County and people were in Rockland. That so. our community was not right. taking care of them. And right. and um, when OL opened up, she jumped in right away, and she was. Uh, I don't think she missed a Purim party for OL children. Not so. only did she not miss a Purim party, she got dressed up. Like a young child. She got dressed up with, together with the kids with a costume. Oh, I remember her with a purple scheitel and uh, someone put on her head. I mean, she was a sport. <laughs> she was uh, uh, one of the stories that Hanoch uh, failed to mention was that there was a Dr. Epstein whose specialty was something with cranial um, uh, this, uh, brainstem. Huh? brainstem, brainstem, brainstem. And uh, he was going on vacation. She went to the airport, and she says, listen, I have this case that needs that just came in from Israel that needs this operation tomorrow. You can go on vacation later. Come back. And he came back. True story. She stopped a doctor she stopped at an airport. A doctor in an airport. And he, and he thanked her for it. And I have many, many stories because I was, um, she, she called me her adopted nephew. Uh, and, um, I had this host to take her with me, um, my wife, Rosie, to Florida. Um, and we, we, I was with her a lot and we saw her in action. Um, the way she got involved specifically with OHEL was also what Hanoch mentioned. In addition, she went to one of the homes and, uh, as Hanoch mentioned, she, she had a, a nursery and she met a few of her of the children of her students who were in that nursery who were unfortunately um, disabled and they uh, she found them in Ohel not knowing where they were in between and um, that sort of she, she just she broke down right there and uh, she told me I want to be involved and um, she became a board member and um, we we just uh, we have a home that's named uh, for Miriam, of course, we're making this program. Lezechanishmas, uh, uh, and Miriam. And, um, I think Rab, Moshe Sherazachar and had the right term for Mrs. Lubling. He says, the angel of mercy. Oh, yeah. And I think that's exactly what it was. And you asked before why the doctors do this. They saw the sincerity. It was so clear. The sincerity, there was, she had no negiyah, she had no ulterior motive just to help. And it came through loud and clear. Maybe the first time, they couldn't believe that there was someone <laughs> so devoted. But once they did believe it, and, and for good reason, um, they were, she could do what she wants, cause they saw, I was with her when we visited Tom Tish, who was the president, the chairman of the board of NYU. Right. And I could tell you, besides the Derek Heretz, um, and it was very difficult for Mrs. Lubin to walk from, this was uh, two years ago, to walk from the car. Uh, so he, he says, pull up on the sidewalk in front of my building, and I'll have the car watched. And when we left, he came down, and it was I was backing out. And it was difficult because it was uh, 56th Street, I believe, and cars were coming by, and I just really, he got into the street and stopped. I said, Mr. Tish, you could have gotten the doormans. He says, no, not for Mrs. Lumley. He says, for her, I have the utmost respect for what she does. I will personally do that. You know, you mentioned these doctor's stories, and especially the one with the airport. Uh, for those familiar with the Mishnah, there are a lot of interpretations, Tov Shabarofim, and what we say about good doctors traditionally. I guess that was her attitude. Sort of like, 
you know, you think it's you who's in control of your schedule as a servant of God, as a messenger of God when it comes to health? No, no, no. It's not you who makes a decision. Someone needs you now. And I think it's sort of the, the attitude she conveyed, especially as the doctors we see in many cases agreed with her and said, okay, i got to drop everything and, and go take care of it. And they did. Literally and, as a messenger and they of did. God. And they did. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, and around the world on the web at JM and the AM. Ohel's annual gala happens on Sunday night, November the 23rd at the New York Marriott Marquis. Uh, many distinguished honorees, of course, and the Angel of Mercy Memorial Tribute to Miriam Lubling. Mrs. Lubling will be remembered for her amazing career uh, spanning over half a century in the area of Chesed and Biker Cholim. And, you know, it's funny, uh, Hanoch Lubling is here, Mrs. Lubling's son, my shaman, president, co-president of Ohel. Uh, we talk about... Um, Role models, and recently, because of all the attention with the Lubavitcher Rebbe's 20th yard site, we were talking about his stamina. And if you, if someone would complain that they, you know, don't have the time or the energy to do something, you know, to, complaining to him would be a, it would be fruitless because, you know, obviously he was such a role model. If if somebody would in fact uh, complain or say they don't have the time or can't make the effort or can't go raise the money for something in the area of Beaker Holum. I guess we would point to Mrs. Lubling and say, uh, look what she did. She's running to airports and raising millions of dollars when necessary and constantly on the phone with doctors and working in the middle of the night and still raising a family at the same time. And running to five chasimists in between. Right, which is unbelievable. I saw her at every event. She was at every event. You know, it's funny when my mother would ask somebody to do something to help, and the person would say, I'm busy. My mother would right. say, perfect. I need busy people. Ah. Busy people always have time for everything. That's it. And who was busier than her? And always found time for everything. Just incredible. Um, it, w- tell me, Maish, about the... Uh, about the uh, Ohel Miriam. This is going to be a Mrs. Lubling Center for Trauma, Bereavement, and Crisis Response. This is being done with Dr. Norman Blumenthal, who has been an amazing addition for Ohel, right, till this point? That's correct. Uh, Dr. Norman Blumenthal has the ability to be the ultimate professional, yet he can put himself into the matzav of Loyalenu, someone who who needs to come on to him. Um, and, uh, of course, no one should need him. And I always say, you know, uh, people tell me, oh, should be matzliach uh, and should grow. I said, no, that's not the answer. Oh, should, should, there should be no need for an oh, and it should close down. Um, and um, But uh, as long as there is a need, we will be there. And, yes, Dr. Norman Blumenthal is the ultimate mensch, the ultimate professional. Um, I've um, had the... The privilege of uh, uh, sending him a few people, uh, and uh, that that I knew, and that, that, that you know, people love to get to the president, whether it's uh, me or Mel Zachter, my uh, co-president, who is just wonderful. They say two uh, two heads don't work well together. <clears throat> well. I'm, we're proving them wrong. They found the right two. <laughs> the, yeah. And, um, just, it's, um, there's, there's no one in this world that I would love to share the presidency other than Mel. He's just, he's phenomenal. And, um, the, uh, M- Mrs. Lubling, Zechreina Levrocha, is, um, I, I, as I speak about her, I, I well up with tears. And, um, she came to board meetings. Uh, and she 
we allow we don't allow any uh, cell phones to ring at a board meeting. Obviously, it's very right. disturbing, distracting. Her cell phone. We only not only did we <laughs> just ask her to, to tone it down. <laughs> Keep it loud and clear, because there it's pikuach nefesh. When you get a telephone call, it's not from the shaitlmacher. <laughs> it's it's pikuach. You know, nefesh. it's serious. And at the at the dinner, she sat at the dais. How many times? And it's quiet. You can hear right. a pin drop. And, and all of a sudden, that. her phone rings, <laughs> and no one who knows her got upset. No one, because they knew exactly the, where that phone call is coming from. It's, as I said, it's, it's, it's not a simcha. Did she ever shake up a board meeting like she shook up the doctor's offices? Or uh? <laughs> She did. She did. As a matter of fact, we have Camp Cayley, uh, which is a camp for typical children, four weeks boys, four weeks right. girls, typical and children with challenges. Right. And it's really wonderful. We have uh, close to 300 campers. Uh, uh, boys and 300 campers, uh, girls, four weeks and four weeks. And this, we were debating whether to go into this. It was a big expense, a, a, a massive undertaking. And I remember at the meeting, Mrs. Lubling says, of course you gotta do it. And I truthfully was hesitant. Um, and, um, she was helpful in raising the funds. And Baruch Hashem, the camp is, is um, a lot of the success is, is in her schus, it, one of the many, 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 many schus that she has in Kalal Yisrael. Unbelievable. Uh, the Ohel Annual Gala, November the 23rd. There are a lot of honorees that night. Uh, we should mention that uh, in addition to the memorial tribute for uh, Mrs. Lubling, the Community Partnership Award will be given to uh, Abraham Banda and the Pomegranate uh, Corporation store, mega store, whatever you want to call it. It's a... It's a it's a noun of in and of itself at this point. It's a mega store. It's got a mega heart. Mr. Banda's heart behind is it. behind it. And he's such an enormous heartsicker mensch. Besides being a tremendous Baal Chesed and Baal Sadoka, he does it with 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 such sincerity and he really doesn't want his name out there. It's not his name. Of course, Pomegranate needs the uh, the publicity, but Banda doesn't, and Banda doesn't want it. Uh, he's, he's really the ultimate chesed, and he, he does a lot of chesed that people don't know. People haven't got a clue, and I don't either. Um, uh, he employs OHEL clients... He in Pomegranate? At Pomegranate. You walk in there, you will see. You may, you may not see, because some of them right. have improved so much. Uh, uh, men and women who have challenges, whether they suffer from schizophrenia, depression, or a combination, whatever uh, Loyalenu it, it might be, he employs them and, and with open arms. Um, and I'd like to encourage other people uh, uh, Places to employ these people. They, they, they are good. They are sincere. They're devoted. Maybe a little bit challenged. So what? We're all challenged in different ways. <laughs> and, um, they can only be helpful. And the chesed and the schusim that you have, the Rabbanishalom knows. And Mr. Banda has a ton of schusim. And pomegranate, uh, I, I I don't know if he's listening or he's not listening, but I can tell you that Pomegranate deserves to be supported. 
besides that he was the first one of its kind, but it, it's just the service. You see the employees. The employees attitude towards customers is not just, well, you're a customer, i got to be nice to you. It's just, that's the way we are. And um, I, I salute uh, Mr. Banda. So he'll be recognized that evening. The Pioneers of Advocacy Awards are by Philip and Robertson Malco Goldberg, who are called here heroes of Willowbrook. I could, uh, I remember, I, I'm involved in OHEL now, I believe it's uh, 42 years of the 45 years of OHEL's existence, and I remember not knowing Rabbi Goldberg, but I heard that there was a chaplain in Willowbrook named Rabbi Goldberg. Mm. He was advocating, We this is before OHEL had the Base Ezra program, right. which is for developmentally disabled uh, men and women, and he pushed us to go into it to get these children out of Willowbrook, and uh, it's, uh, he deserves a tremendous yashikoyach. He was uh, uh, instrumental, very much so, in the beginning of Beis Ezra, the division for the development of disabled uh, men and women. And before I go to my final words with Hanoch Lubling, we should mention, Maish Hellman, that OHEL has announced a change in format for this year's gala. Are you aware of this, that there's going to be a buffet dinner? That starts the evening, and then the program will begin at about 6.30 that night. Are you familiar with this? Were you at the board meeting for that decision, Mike? I was, I was, I was at the pre-board meeting. I was on many telephones. That sounds like it was your idea. It was not my idea. And, um, I, um, hope it succeeds. Um, it's a new format, as you said. We're trying something different. It's worked very well for a lot of organizations, I'll tell you that much. Well, people like me love it. People love it because the program goes quicker. It it, it, it doesn't seem as long. Um, We can accomplish the same thing, and everyone, it should be enjoyable. The truth is that if I went a dinner, just give me this smorgasbord and let me go home. (laughs) Um, But a dinner is a dinner. You know, we once had a dinner in spirit. People say, what do you need the dinners for? Oh, no food, huh? No, no, no. We sent an invitation. Right. We invite you to stay home. <laughs> and enjoy a night at home. Enjoy a night at home, <laughs> but please send us the same donation you did as, and because you, you're complaining that. How did that go? Terrible. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> you know. But Amir Sashem, this is a, this is a change. And, um, Amir Sashem, with the people's cooperation, I'm, I, I hope and I, uh, I misspelled that it works. I believe it will. Well, like I told Robert you. Robert Katz, uh, uh, and I spoke to Michael Schick. And uh, they feel that it it should work very very yeah. well. well. I've seen, like I say, I've seen it and it has worked really well in other places. So it should be with great hatzlacha for everybody at Ohel. Amen. Um, the uh, Ohel Miriam, the Mrs. Lubling Center for Trauma, Bereavement, and Crisis Response, will be created officially on the evening of November the twenty third with the memorial tribute to Mrs. Miriam Lubling. Hanoch Lubling, my final question, not to put you on the spot, because it really isn't fair, but I don't know, in your family, I'd have to assume that, there, that there's got to be at least somebody. Has the legacy of Chesed continued? Has anybody in your or the next generation been told, oh, yeah, of course you took care of that. You're Mrs. Lubling's grandchild or child or whatever the case may be. <laughs> um, unfortunately, uh, at least uh, I don't feel I have my mother's talents. Um, I've tried. Um, and... I'm hoping some grandchildren will emulate her, um, but so far I haven't seen a replacement in the it's family. It's a very yet. tough act right. to follow, you know. Right. But but I do want to tell you uh, just 
talking about sure. Ohel that you know my mother founded uh, co-founded the Rif Kalafa Bikachel right. her number one organization but she actually she always called us about it here right but she actually uh, had a hand in a lot of organizations right. in Tom Chishabas founding and that's all a Sure. Few people know she she actually paid for the first ten oxygen tanks for Hatzel and she pushed me into being a volunteer for a short while. Um but um uh the the organization that was closest to heart after the Rifkalafu and she thought it was an extension of the Rifkalafu Bikhelm was Ohel because she felt that if you truly care about people who are not well, then you must care for people who are disabled and permanently not well. Yeah. And that was just an extension of her big um, And, and like so we're very honored and we're very touched that uh, uh, OL um, has decided uh, uh, to uh, uh, establish you, this in her memory. Your question, Nachum, is, it, it, you know something, when you have a malach for a mother, I know, it's a tough I mean, how to do you, you don't become a malach? Uh, it, it's very, very, very difficult. And, um, but, uh, but like I said earlier, any organized beaker cholim and anybody who's running with chalos on Erev Shabbos and with newspapers during the week and any other small or large or calling doctors on someone's behalf, it's all with her as the, uh, as the role model. I mean, we see now, uh, you know, everybody from Rebbes to organizational heads to philanthropists, they're all, you know, doing this type of work, or many of them are doing this type of work. It's all because of her lead in this area. But you know something? You said calling. It's not only calling. She followed up. She went to visit that person. Yeah, at the airport. How did it go? And what, uh, let me hear. You oh, still, you mean the patients? No she question. went to visit right. the patient. Right. She went to the patients and she she followed up this doctor, that doctor. Sometimes a doctor, the patient, the doctor don't get along, so she tweaked it. To, I mean, she 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 babied it. She stayed with the person. Uh, I mean, you couldn't drive with her. Uh, I used to drive her all over the place, and she had dedicated drivers. But many times I I drove her and. And I, I wanted to talk to her. I drove her up to the mountains many times uh, during the, the summer time. to her daughter. To, and I could hardly talk to her. <laughs> she it, must have loved when the cell phone was introduced, right? Yes, well, she had a beeper before. <laughs> ah, and, and actually, that's how you got a hold of Mrs. Lovely. <laughs> actually, there was a book written by Dr. And, and I just can't think of his name. And he actually said that not only she referred people to him. Dr. Then, Fred Epstein. Uh, no, he, I, I don't recall. I think so. And, and he wrote in the book that not only would she recommend people, he was a surgeon, right. so maybe was Epstein, but then she'd come and look at the schedule, make sure that her patients are operated on in the morning when he's fresh, and she would change his schedule around. Unbelievable, I'll tell you. Has there been any uh, collection or newspaper articles, anything that it really has impressed you since, since she passed away in terms of summing all this up or anything you could recommend for people to read if they want to hear more stories? Uh, and, if they Google Mishpacha had and uh, Oh, they have plenty all, of coverage all, on it. Yeah, and magazines. is there going to be some type of book or? I don't know. It would be. Every, an, everybody asks about it. Right. It would be an amazing collection yeah, of stories, that's for be. sure. And probably wouldn't be too difficult to get, to get enough people to volunteer to tell the stories, that's for sure. Anyway, it's, it's just incredible to reminisce about an amazing legend and to, uh, uh, to inform the community about this incredible tribute being given in memory of Mrs. Lubling. It all happens at OHEL's 45th annual gala at the New York Marriott Marquis on Sunday night, November 23rd. Best way to make reservations, you can go to the website, ohelgala.org. That's ohelgala.org, or obviously their uh, regular um, web address, ohelfamily.org, or use the email gala at ohelfamily.org, any of those methods, and you'll be able to get your reservations in. 
be there that night, and I'm sure hear even more about the incredible honorees and the phenomenal memories that people have of Mrs. Lublin. Chanoch, thank you so much for coming thank in here today. Thank you for having me. A tremendous amount of Hatzlacha and Bracha to your entire family, as I'm sure the uh, angel of mercy continues to look down upon you. Thank you very much. And Maisha Hellman, what can I say? OHEL continues to progress like crazy with more initiatives and incredible programs, including this brand new one that we spoke about today. The dinner should Bezrat Hashem be a major success and uh, continued Hatzlacha. Amen. I look forward to some uh, major announcements. Even uh, more? Even more, oh, uh, hopefully, Bezrat Hashem. But uh, uh, my uh, honoring Mrs. Luling is is to me honoring my aunt, my adopted aunt. And um, what can I say? I can, can you have a moment? Sure. I just uh, I have uh, when we when we went to Florida. So she all of a sudden she says, "I have a present for you." And um, she pulls out a a um, some sort of a doll, and with glasses. And she says, "When I leave, you'll remember me because this doll I gave you this doll." She turns it around. I didn't see the doll at that point. She turns it around. It is a replica of what she looks like, and it's sitting on our couch in Florida. And she says, "I want this doll to sit on your couch. Every time you look at it, you'll remember me." So she had a tremendous sense of humor. Unbelievable. Yeah, tremendous sense of humor. And um, and this from a woman who no one's ever going to forget. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Maisha, thank you. Hanok, thank you. More coming up. This is a Tuesday morning edition of JM in the AM.
שלום במרומיו הוא יעשה שלום עלינו עושה שלום במרומיו הוא יעשה שלום עלינו עושה שלום במרומיו הוא יעשה שלום עלינו עושה שלום במרומיו who
Sometimes you go back to some of those incredible medleys, Yaakov Shweki with what they call the Rache medley from Live in Israel. Rebel Ashevad Oseh Shalom, you heard Simcha Liner with Pischili and the, uh, the, the CD is Pischili, the song is Anna Hashem here at JM in the AM. Stay with us all day long on the stream at jmtheam.org. Uh, we've got amazing and incredible programming. That much I can tell you. Ellie Hagler is going to be doing our Yachad show today and it's going to be dominated by music. You'll hear it this morning on our stream at jmtheam.org. Uh, this is in advance of a two-part series that he's going to be starting next week on the singles situation in the Jewish community. Starting next week, Tuesday, a two-part series will begin with people from uh, OU Community Services, YU Connects, JWED, SOYU at Sinai. It's all happening uh, Tuesday morning next week. Uh, today he does the Yachad Music Show. Uh, during the um, OU Jewish Reaction program coming up as part of our stream today at jmnam.org. Got to thank everybody who's been commenting on the app. Our app gives you an opportunity to comment as the show uh, goes on. Someone comments here, grew up in Morristown, New Jersey, listening every morning, now living in Florida. I get to listen on my morning commute. Thanks for the amazing app. Then someone wrote, thank you very much. I travel as uh, I travel for Rabbanut Yerushalayim, and your station really helps keep us strong. Thank you very, very much. Uh, mazel tov to the Schwabel and Blobstein families. We had an amazing time last night. Sarah and uh, Yanki were married last evening. Uh, an incredible time. Some of the great legends of Jewish music were there. Saw Rabbi Baruch Chait last night, A.B. Rottenberg, and so many others. It was really incredible. Hey, I want to wish again a mazel tov to Rabbi and Mrs. Jonas and Hertz of Hillcrest and Mr. and Mrs. Ken and Rochelle Sherman in New Rochelle. Uh, Shia and Yael were married this past Sunday. We mentioned it yesterday, and I wanted to mention it again today. A um, mazel tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. What else is going on? Camp Masora's NALA program has their uh, parlor meeting tonight at the home of the Benjamin family on Garrison Avenue in Teaneck. That happens tonight in Teaneck, New Jersey. You can go to the Camp Masora website for all the information regarding the events. Don't forget that the uh, Project Sarah Dine and Donate is today. 
If you go to the Teaneck Doghouse, Gotham Burger, Estihana, Sababa Grill, ETC Steakhouse, Shalom Bombay, or Mocha Blue, today 10% of the proceeds will be donated to Project Sarah uh, to mark Domestic Violence Awareness Month. All right, so dine and donate if you are in Bergen County uh, later on today. You want to make sure to do that. A uh, lot of open houses going on as we get later on in the week. We'll tell you about what's happening with open houses this weekend. Some of the high schools out there. Election Day is next Tuesday. We'll speak with more candidates between Thursday and Monday here. Oh, by the way, Senator Booker is expected Friday. Senator Cory Booker is expected among our guests pre-election day here at JM and the AM. That should be interesting. So we'll have that for you coming up. And... Um, Tomorrow we're live at Achiezer. Tomorrow we are in the five towns. We are live at Achiezer headquarters tomorrow. Why? Because it is the anniversary of Hurricane, or I should say Superstorm Sandy. Uh, pretty amazing, huh? Hard to believe, frankly. It is uh, now two years since Superstorm Sandy. Achiezer doing amazing work out in the five towns. We'll be there live between 6 and 9 a.m., Tomorrow morning, make sure to join us right here at JM in the AM.
here at JM in the AM. Shalsheles with Vani off of their volume 4, Aryeh Kunsor Lishuascha from the CD entitled Our Eyes Are On You. Stay with our stream all day long at jmtheam.org. You'll be glad you did. Great programming, great music. If you missed the conversation with Maish Halman and Hanoch Lubling, if you have any interest, any interest in stepping up your game when it comes to Beaker Cholim, when it comes to uh, taking care of those who are ill or in, or ill, ill or in need in a medical situation, listen to the interview. 
that we did this morning here at JM in the AM about Mrs. Lubling. It'll be an inspiration. She's everybody's Rebbe. She was everybody's Rebbe and continues to be in the area of uh, Beaker Cholim. Really amazing. Tomorrow we're at Achiezer. Tomorrow is the anniversary, believe it or not, the second anniversary of Superstorm Sandy. Achiezer is just one of a whole host of amazing organizations that really stepped it up, helped a lot of people. I know there's still people who need help, but uh, they really helped a lot and uh, continue to help people. We'll be there tomorrow at their headquarters on Central Avenue in the Five Towns. We look forward to uh, Rabbi Bender and other guests joining us. I am told that the uh, chairman of the board of Achiezer, Shuli Woolman, is going to be with us at some point in the 8 o'clock hour. And uh, we'll find out some of the things they're doing, not just the Superstorm Sandy relief, a whole bunch of other things as well. So that will be coming up uh, uh, tomorrow between 6 and 9. Thursday is an interesting day. We have a whole bunch of guests because Election Day is right around the corner. So we'll be speaking to some of the candidates Thursday, Friday, Monday. Some folks who have uh, an association with this show at some point or another and others who have just been great friends. So we'll do that coming up uh, later in the week right here at JM in the AM. David Gabe. He wraps up a Tuesday for us at JM in the AM.
Achena Yisrael and Achim Achem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Wraps up an amazing, and I mean amazing, Tuesday here at JM in the AM. Thank you to uh, our special guest. It was incredible speaking about the unbelievable legacy of Mrs. Lubling this morning. A big shout-out to our friends at OHEL. Walk around proudly after this morning's conversation for the uh, brand-new facility or program, I should say, that's being named for Mrs. Lubling. Tomorrow we're at Achiezer. We'll be in the five towns tomorrow, Achiezer, on Central Avenue. It is the second anniversary of Superstorm Sandy. Check out all their amazing work coming up uh, tomorrow morning between 6 and 9. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Until tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.